Welcome to Remembering Your Oneness with Zane Daniel and Monica Kupiak, where we know everything, and so do you. Alright, hello, it's been weeks since we were last doing this. It's good to be back. It's good to be back as well. And we are synchronized in our clothes, so it's clearly a sign that, you know, we just had to take a break for a little bit. <laughs> That's right. Yep, and we almost had to take a break today, but we found a way to make it work. That's why we're on 15 minutes early, so if anybody was like, what the hell, what? This, this doesn't usually start now. Um, now you understand. And uh, we would love it that we've got a few viewers right now. So please say hello and introduce yourself, where you're from. And the subject of today's talk is who am I? So we're going to continuously ask everyone, who are you? And then we'll dive into what that means to, you know, us as spiritual beings. <clears throat> So where are you, Zane, in the world? I know you're always traveling. We we are in Jacksonville, Florida now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's because things just kept stay, getting colder and colder in the north. So we kept oh, going wow. further and further south. <laughs> and it's still a little cool com- compared to where <laughs> we want to be, right? Like we are kind of like, mm, we're going to this weekend and we're going to go further south. We're going to go to, I think it's Cocoa Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I don't know too much about Florida. I've just been yeah. on my rock for some time now. <laughs> so either Sybil uh, gave us an incomplete thought or it's something for us to fill in. But Sybil says that she said, I am a... <laughs> oh, there we go. A child of God. <laughs> a mother. <laughs> and then she apologized for her uh, staccato information. But yes. Okay, good. I love that. She is. I feel like the first part is definitely, it hits it. You know, I am a, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. It's right. Exactly. Insert whatever you want to insert there. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's not even like, you don't even have to insert anything. Yeah. Um, I am. I am period. Okay. So thank you, Sybil. Um, that's pretty amazing. And we want to hear from other people. There's plenty of others watching. So tell us, who are you? Because that's the topic of today's podcast. Who are you? We want to know. Maybe they want to know who we are. Okay. That's what I was thinking too, is if nobody says anything, then Monica, you're going to start us off. I'm going to start. Oh. Who are you? Who, who am I? <laughs> Jaybird is a van wife. <laughs> we talked about not a housewife, <laughs> but a van wife. That's right. Well, I feel like there's like two forms of this, like, I guess, question you can say is who am I as this body? And then who am I as a being? So I guess in this human form, I am an artist. And as a spiritual being, you know, I am, you know, a a frequency, a light of love. So that right. is 
the two parts of the question <clears throat> I think you can you can put but also it's also that confidence of like knowing that you are this and knowing that you are also more than this human body or this these titles that we give to each other so right. that's more of my definition of who am I but it's also it could be turned to what am I and then that's where that what comes to as a light or a being of God or or just that you know, frequency of love, I like to call it. Awesome. Okay. Mandy is a light warrior. And I agree. I agree. She is. Who else? What are we else? Okay, here we go. We have Carrie. She says, I am a light sprite and unique person. I like that. Yeah, we are. We are amazingly unique. We are all the snowflake, the different snowflakes. But we're so much more than that. We're all of it. Okay. So if we were to talk about what, you know, if it's me, you're asking me, what am I? Who am I? I am everything. I am all of you. I am all of the planets. I'm all of the stars. I am all of the, the black holes, the nebulas, the different dimensions. I am all of the spirit guides. I am all of the ascended masters. I am, I am the creator. I am all of it. And, and anyone can say that. Anyone can say all that I just said. I am all things. And that's what we all are. And that's why the name of our podcast is Remembering Our Oneness. Remembering that we are all source, as Mandy says. I like Mandy. So this, this topic for today came because I was doing, uh, I, I do a month, a monthly, a weekly Monday meditation, and there's a different kind of guided meditation topic. And this week's was, who am I? <laughs> and as we dove in, sometimes I, I don't really think a lot about what, it, what the, the meditation is going to be about other than just the title. And then I just let yeah. it flow. <clears throat> oh, and I like this one from, um, from Jaybird. I am the all. And then this one from Sybil, I am consciousness. Absolutely. And so when I was doing this guided meditation, which you can check out on, on my YouTube channel, um, it was about <clears throat> part of the way through, I realized, or it was explained to me or whatever, that we are the observer of our lives. We are, there is, so, you know, our thoughts come from these brains and these brains mm -hmm. are just they're organs in our bodies that are just there to produce thoughts. So we ask ourselves, are we our brains? And I'm sure we can get lots of people to respond to this. And most, I think most people would say, no, we're not our brains. Our brains mm -hmm. are an aspect of us, but we are not our brains. There's many in science who definitely believe that we are our brains and that these bodies are just brain carrying robots so that we observe things and interact with the world. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is that we're, we're totally missing out on, even from a scientific perspective, there's brain cells in our heart and in our gut. So the brain is not the only place where thoughts come from. <clears throat> but even more than that, from a physiological, biological standpoint, when we really search for who it, who am I, we first go through the brain thing like I just did, but then we go, well, wait a minute. There's something that's observing my thoughts. There's not just the brain itself, but there's an observer of my thoughts. 
And that observer is the same observer that is observing our creation. If we are source, we are the creator, we have, uh, we have created everything that exists, and then we watch it. We observe what happens. So the observer in the self that observes our brain and our, and, and our f- physical experiences is the same observer as the observer that created the world and the universe and all everything and that just wants to observe their creation. And by there, I mean our, because we're the, we are the creator and we just want to see what it's all about. So there's so many different ways that we can observe our creation. And one of them is to uh, become one of the creations or a believe that we are just one of the creations and see it from the inside and go, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I could die and I've got to take this seriously and that seriously. And that is the human experience. Mm. <clears throat> so then how do you practice observing your thoughts and and such? Do you observe it more when you're in a flight or fight mode in a way? Or do you observe them frequently? Like when you're out shopping or when you're out talking with other people? Do you practice it regularly or is it more of like, oh, I'll observe my day at the end of the day or, or so. Yeah, that's, that's great. And like, you can do it at any time. It is very possible to do it anywhere at any moment. And sometimes it is in the fight or flight. You're just like, oh, look at me. I'm in, in a panic. Uh, or look at me, I'm angry. Or look at me, I'm, I'm upset about this. Huh, that's so interesting being upset. And as soon as you do that, you generally drop the, the, the intensity of the experience because now you're just looking yeah. at yourself. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mostly do it throughout the day. I do it, especially during meditation. Um, and, and it is, it's so amazing to do it when you're experiencing, experiencing an extreme emotion, because like mm-hmm. I said, it just drops the intensity of that emotion. So in many cases, I'm doing that. How about you? Yeah, I do it like now or do it all the time. It's like almost like a second hand thing that I that happens or it's like a second sense. What is that that saying called that you just do it automatic? I just do it automatically. And it's like a part of me yeah. that I just I'm observing or I like find myself like just be like, oh, wait, I'm not really like like I am present, but it's like it's like an observing type of presence. It's like I'm not really sucked into this emotion or sucked into that experience is more so I'm observing like okay now I'm like feeling upset well where do I feel this upset in my body like where is it really coming from and it's usually just in my head like my heart center feels fine or like my stomach feels okay and it's really just like I'm kind of like making it up but I'm not really making it up at the same time right so it's just more so of like really being I guess like I call it like hyper consciously aware <clears throat> during, during your day. That's kind of like what observation is because you're really being aware of your thoughts and seeing if they serve you. And then you're able to dictate the rest of your actions is like, okay, these thoughts aren't serving me. So let's not like dive into this or if someone is starting to irritate me. Let's like try to regroup to why this irritation is coming from. Is it, coming from a past memory of this person or is it from a, from a, someone else that I experienced the same thing with and then it helps me to just like 
react more consciously. It's like, okay, I reacted this way in the past, so let me try a different way and see what happens. Or let me try to talk a little bit more calmly and not react and then see how this conversation will steer or how this situation will pan out. And usually it's for the better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there are some times where I get a little cocky too, like where I'm I'm in this situation that would normally be uh, something that would upset me or worry me or you know, someone's insulting me or doing something bad. And then I go, wait a minute, I am just the creator observing this experience right now. Mm-hmm. This is silliness. This is just like this, this or, or, or I say, well, this is amazing that I'm experiencing this. And, yeah. and this person is insulting me. Wow. That's really crazy and cool. Like, oh, what else you got to say? You know, can you insult me some more? I want to hear some other stuff because yeah. when you put yourself in the position of the of the source creator, then all of this stuff is just this crazy fascination and amazing possibilities. So why wouldn't you just go ahead and slip into that position and then none of it really has the same impact, or or the impact is wow. <laughs> Like, what a crazy experience. What an amazing life this is that I get to experience. Yeah. Well, sometimes, like, some people just don't know that they can observe their thoughts and, like, rewire, basically, their thinking. So, I mean, sure, when I was growing up, I didn't know about that until I started diving into, like, spiritual books and then becoming even more curious. I think my curiosity is what drives me to become more self-aware or to observe my thoughts even more is to understand the the why or the reasoning kind of like the whole who am i topic it's like well who am i really am i really just this body or am i so much more more than that and like if i didn't have that curiosity for that i would have never gone down this like it's been like 15 years i think with my spirituality i probably would have not been Mm -hmm. at this point in time of being so aware of observing my thoughts it's because like i'm so interested in it and that's why i continue to do it but if someone doesn't have that interest level for it, you know, you're not going to continue it. It's, right. it's just going to be like, oh, that's cool. You could observe your thoughts. But if you're not going to practice it or keep up that consisting of it, you're never going to get like reach to that level of like, oh, I I know who I am right now. It's not this form. It's actually everything. Like how you said before, it's this I am this flower. I am this sunshine. I'm creating this storm right now because that's being aligned with with me. So it's just more so like how passionate are you to bettering yourself? I think that's kind of the question of like, who am I? It's like, how much do you truly love yourself to figure out your core essence? Right. Yeah. And so somebody else says um, it's not cocky, it's honesty. And what I was talking about, I think, is this, I almost have this, um, cockiness i think of it like when when i work with people with negative entity attachments and they and they're really suffering and they really want this to be gone and what i often say is like if an entity ever decided to try to get into my field i would look at it like oh really (laughs) 
you're really going to try this. <laughs> this is amazing. Like, okay, good luck. Cause you got no chance, buddy. Like you yeah. are barking up the wrong tree with this. And then I'm almost like taunting and I'm like, Oh yeah, just let's come on, you know, let's see what we can do. And, and that sort of cocky approach means that they're never going to bother me because I mm. know that I'm of a high enough vibration that they're not really going to be able to get a, their hooks into me. I know that they don't have a chance. And, and in that knowing, then it's, it's entertaining. Like it's like watching somebody who thinks they're so clever and is going to use all kinds of strategies and tricks. And you're just like, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> so, so that, that's where I'm talking about that cockiness comes from. And so then the cockiness can come in when someone's insulting you and you almost want to start laughing because you, you know, what they're trying to do is they're really trying to control and manipulate and make you feel bad. And when it doesn't work, then you're almost like, you know, good try. That's hilarious. Keep going, you know? <laughs> and that's so, you know, that's what I would call as cocky. That can really make them mad right at that moment. Mm -hmm. um, but 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 that's when you're in in power. That's when nothing's yeah. going to bother you because it doesn't matter what someone says. They're just you're just watching your favorite TV show. You're not. It's not actually affecting you, mm -hmm. and that's beautiful. That's powerful. Yeah. Well, even with the whole cocky concept, it's like any affirmation or like manifestation could could be a sense of like oh i'm just being cocky right now with this like phrase or at least it could seem like that to to someone on the outside that has no idea what what affirmations like do to you but it's really just like you're working on your self-worth and your confidence when you're saying these phrases per se so it's again it's like you're being honest with yourself and it's not being cocky because you Cocking right. is like being is putting a judgment onto what you believe is your truth. Um, you know, it's like that separation of like, oh wait, like I don't deserve this. That's why it feels like it's I'm being cocky right now. But like if you know your worth and you know where you stand, it's like you're just being honest with yourself that yeah, I will reach that or I do am worthy to feel this or get this type of you know right. manifestation or affirmation that i'm attaining but like they're just trying to raise your vibration when you're repeating these phrases and if they don't serve you in the moment like obviously it won't happen but in time it will kind of manifest itself to to that level that you're reaching of who you are yeah absolutely well and i like this that somebody said you hit it the nail on the head uh, you often do, but I wonder what they were referring to in, specifically. I would like to know. <clears throat> well, thank you for that compliment. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's true though. Like, I mean, that's why we're a good team. Like uh, you, we, we say things differently, but we both have a uh, great insight for people. So uh, I, I totally respect your opinion on all this stuff. And it's always fun because your approach is a little bit more personal and I like your personal stories that you add a lot to all of our topics from that perspective. Thank you. Look at all this. Yeah. You it's make, just gushing. Blushy. <laughs> <laughs> gushing and blushing. That's great. So yeah. Um, the reason that it says Facebook user instead of the name is because you're probably looking at it from el eliminating negative entities which is a different group. And mm. from that group, you have to have to click on this um, um, thing at the top that says, 
you're in order for your name to appear, you have to register, blah, blah, blah. So if you want your name to appear, you can do that. Or you can switch over to watching it on YouTube or watching it on my Facebook page or the mm-hmm. Cosmic Facebook page or on and on. So if you're seeing that, that's that's why. Yeah, and then part of the whole concept of like who am I is I just got a new phone like two days ago and I decided to not like sync my iPhone, my past iPhone with a new one. I like wanted to like completely restart it and like actually see what apps are serving me and which ones aren't. And like I've definitely like not downloaded some social media platforms yet or just be like, okay, well, I don't really like this doesn't really benefit me authentically. And it's almost like a relief, like, okay, I'm not getting as many notifications. I also even switched like, you know how like in your mail, like you have thousands unread and like you have that red number that counts all your numbers. Well, I actually put that into like my second screen and I didn't realize how much anxiety it was kind of giving me when I would always like open my phone and see like that many unread messages. So now like on my main screen, I just have like my essentials of like my notes and like reminders and my camera and then a picture of my cat. And I'm just like, I feel so much calmer when I open my phone. And I feel like that's also like a start that someone can do to observe your thoughts or observe your being is like what you have on your phone is it really serving you or is it constantly helping you to disconnect from your true self like why do you have these social media platforms too I think I might even get rid of or stop being on like Facebook or like my Facebook groups and just like fully just be on just like YouTube and like my Instagram that I have and just like put more energy into that because I feel like it's just so much that I keep checking and it's like, why am I really checking these platforms? It's like, am I really like benefiting myself in it? And I don't think it is. So it's been like interesting the last like two days of like downloading things, undownloading and just really that power of observation of how do I really feel when I have my phone around me? Like this is the closest thing that I physically have with me at all times. And if it's not serving me authentically, like what's really the whole point of having it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's a great discovery because you understand what's going on for you. Now, you know, that might not bother someone else, but something similar might. And so just by um, opening yourself up to what, what's going on when you do this. Like for the longest time, I used to have nervousness when I brushed my teeth at night oh. and I, and it was just, just weird. I, it just seemed associated with that. And I, it, you know, unfortunately I never really did figure out why that was. Eventually it just faded, but it could have been something that I could go, Oh, you know why? Because of this particular situation, that's why. And then I just make a slight adjustment to it and then it wouldn't mm-hmm. happen anymore. I'm sure that would be, that would have been possible. <clears throat> That's so, yeah. So it looks like, like we've got a, a rush. It's like you're in a rush to do something or you feel guilty for brushing your teeth. I don't know. It's very fascinating. Yeah. yeah it's weird. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, uh, we've got a couple. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to interrupt you. Uh, we've got a couple of new folks. So what we're asking everyone is who are you? Please tell us who you are, um, and that could be anything. And we're very interested and open to knowing who you think you are or who you truly are. Anyway, what were you going to say, Monica? 
Uh, what was it? Oh, <laughs> you forgot. Uh, well, I'm just saying that sometimes I have a rush with like brushing my teeth too. It's like, oh, I got to get this thing over with because I got to go and like go do something else. But I feel like brushing your teeth is also like a self love action. It's like, okay, let's brush our teeth and like really like make this like, you know, more pleasant. I have one of those like um, the the electrical toothbrushes and it like it has like a meter of like four settings where it tells you how long to stay in like one side of your mouth and then it tells you to switch and switch oh and at first when I got it I was like wow this is so cool but now it's just like okay like let's get this over with like I just want to finish but it's almost it's that same concept of like okay let's enjoy this present moment of like being with my body and being with my teeth right now and like I can observe my thoughts is like why why do I want to rush like why am I so anxious to get somewhere else <laughs> that's awesome that's that's great <clears throat> yeah uh yeah I'm sure I don't do that right I'm just I'm sure I don't <laughs> uh, I don't spend enough time on each side of my mouth <laughs> oh well uh at least I floss that's really important um all right. Now we're talking about toothbrushing. This is great. Lola wants to do music as you brush. Is there is that like a toothbrush that goes and as soon as you stop and then I don't know. That's what I imagine that that Mandy means. Uh we'll we'll find out maybe as she explains it. They might be made for kids. Yeah, they might be. It sounds like they are. Yeah, it is like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. What? What is this? <laughs> Daniel's number one fan. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> awesome. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I can't believe that somebody would do that. Uh, but hi. <laughs> it's great to see you too. <clears throat> I'm surprised it's not a photo of you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. It is actually like the person. Is that your maybe. old, younger self? <laughs> right. Oh, right. Yes. Jay Bird is talking about that. I brush my teeth very quietly. I have a strange thing. All right. Oh, well, I'm going to interrupt this because this is more important. <laughs> Tina, Tina Thine, which is kind of a cool name. And I wanted to say Tina Thina, but uh, Tina Thine says that she's a lover. Absolutely. We all are. We are unconditional lovers, whether we know it or not. That's exactly what we are. It's beautiful. Okay. Stupid teeth brushing thing. Um, I, I, okay. You know, the fingernails down a chalkboard deal that some people experience. The what? Sorry. Say that again. Would you put fingernails down chalkboard and you have the oh, chills yeah, yeah, on yeah, the, yeah. your back, whatever. When I see other people <laughs> brushing their teeth, that's what happens to me. So anytime uh, there's somebody on TV, like a commercial and they're like, you know, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, you know, get, <laughs> So it's super strange. And yeah, and it's uh, it, for some reason, I mean, I can even do it to myself just by imagining someone else making the sound of brushing their teeth. So that's why I'm a completely silent teeth brusher. So there you go. That's, that's my story. I feel like there's some trauma that we need to get past uh, this this brush. <laughs> I think we yes. need to have a session here with uh, clearing that that from you. <laughs> well, I think Jaybird just summed it up perfectly in that I am very I'm a very strange person. 
that's fair. Yeah. Um, but I love all these fun facts because your number one fan is definitely going to be taking note of that. that, that you, <laughs> that you right. Don't like the sound of or sight of people brushing their teeth. That's awesome. Think yeah, I'm still trying show. to figure out who this who is. is. Like, I, that face looks slightly familiar, but I don't know. That's great. Maybe for one of the next shows, I'll surprise everyone and just start brushing my teeth in, in the middle of the show. <laughs> right, right. See how you react. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that sounds great. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, I'll instantly mute and turn away. And look, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, look, uh, I'll just uh, assume that you're done in a certain amount of time and take a look and see if it's true. <laughs> we'll start the show. Be like, oh, I forgot to brush my teeth and just whip uh, out my teeth. Uh, yeah, this is what okay. you'll see. This is what you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're gonna exit Terrible. the room it's okay um no, no. So it's-, I, I, it's it's also one of those things that um is great because it's it's an opportunity for me to um experience discomfort so mm-hmm. i can i when i choose to i can go ahead and watch someone brush their teeth and have the experience and feel it fully and not run from it or whatever mm-hmm. and there's growth opportunity potential from that Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Valentina. Okay. So you must be just joining us. Our topic for today is who am I? So Valentina and anybody else who's just joined us, tell us who you are. Who are you? It can be anything. It could be everything. Okay. Yeah. Were you about to say something, Monica? No, I think I just wanted to just laugh about. I was just laughing at your toothbrush thing. I just <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Um, Since but Jaybird's on Facebook and Valentina is on uh, um, uh, YouTube, Valentina wouldn't see Jaybird's message to her unless we put it on our screen here. So that's what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, what were you gonna say? <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say that just. I think I told you before the show, but I've been doing a thing where I'm painting the energy of the day for 30 days and I'm on day 14. And this past week, just because we always love to synchronize everything, was actually about I write like an affirmation with each wave. And the affirmation was I know exactly who I am. And it's like it's like I love how we always synchronize like your YouTube and like usually something that I'm painting or something that I'm doing or thinking like yeah. it like lines up and it's like <clears throat> pretty, pretty cool. And like I feel yeah. like the whole who am I? It's like you're just working with that like third chakra or just like your confidence. And today, too, um, when I was painting the energy of the, on the beach, it was just all about like I express my confidence authentically. And I feel like when you express yourself authentically, that's when you can also understand who you are. So Look at that. That's my little Jaybird. Aw. She's saying yes, and it's amazing. I love seeing the paintings, Monica. I look forward to them each day. Oh. It's awesome. I'm getting that type of response too on my Instagram. Like people are just like people that I that don't even interact with me or like like icons that I have never seen are like, oh, this is so cool. Or like I love seeing it every day. So maybe I'll continue it after the 30 days just to see how else it goes. But it's really cool seeing them all next to each other, how it like 
like you can really feel that the day is shifting or the energy is shifting and it's almost like a buildup from each one is what I'm seeing the 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 difference in um it's like now it's like I really know who I am like we just started that like two days ago and then today's like yeah the confidence is skyrocketing I feel amazing that's awesome I hope people are hearing that too (laughs) so she wants the link can you you want to give it to me and I'll send it out to everyone um, so my Instagram is so Instagram.com slash Island Awakening. There we go. Sending and it out to everybody. I guess if you want to be friends on my Facebook, I put it on that too. So I think my Facebook name is just Monica Kupik. You can add me and then it pops up there. But I feel like more I show more of my art through my Instagram Instagram. Nice. So there's that. And based on this comment right here, I think I know who Zane Daniels' number one fan is. <laughs> I think it's Brandon Thomas. Let's see if I'm right. He's my uh, so you know in the new the new Cosmic TV. Brandon <laughs> Thomas is working with me, and he's kind of my partner in crime on the finding content providers. So I'm guessing that that's him. <laughs> might be projecting <laughs> yeah projecting the you are savage <laughs> you're a true savage yeah so we'll see if we'll see if i get it right yay see yeah you've got oh okay so she's probably making a note to herself right oh i gotta remember tina Thien says gotta remember to check out monica's art as you should do tina <laughs> 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 So, okay, so I haven't seen any new who am I's. I want to know who does Valentina think she is. I want to I want to know who Zane Daniels' number one fan thinks he is. Um, let's, let's hear it. <clears throat> and how do you find out who you truly are? What's the process? How do you know? <laughs> Great. Jaybird, he's just being authentic with himself. This is... Exactly. This is- well, it, it, she's explained to me over and over again that dorky does not mean that it's bad, that it's ah. actually a good thing, right? Yeah, see, you didn't know dorky. either, right? And I, I'm like, really? Are you sure that this is a good thing? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It feels a little bit well, like okay. you're I insulting do, me and then pretending say, like it was okay. I do have to say that it is a quality that is cute in, in, in people. Like, it's like, oh, like, you're just being you. Like, that's how I define dorkiness. It's like you're being exactly you and this is this is attractive um so that's just how i've i guess defined it in the context but dorky could also be like nerdy maybe but you're definitely not being nerdy right now so um maybe maybe in the beginning of the show you're kind of nerdy where you're just like (laughs) spitting out you're spitting out all of these like facts (laughs) but that's just like again it's just like it's just you it's just you being you (laughs) Great. <laughs> I feel so much better. <laughs> Great. Yeah. See, Jaybird agrees with you. I mean, we're not kicking up on you. We're just saying, like, you're being like, authentically you. And then there's other words that can describe being authentic, <laughs> which could be dorky, which could be nerdy. But again, society has just put those things as negative, and they're not really negative. They're just other ways of saying authentic. Mm-hmm. I hope mm-hmm. other people can agree. 
I don't know if you can hear, can hear her, but she's in the other room <laughs> laughing hysterically at this right now. Oh, I hope other people is, heard that because I definitely heard her laugh. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is really good. I'm even so like glad. tearing up over here with this laughter. That's <laughs> <laughs> when you know it's a good laugh. It's a good authentic laugh. Yeah, it um, is. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> All right. Saved by <laughs> Valentina. Okay. Valentina. A dancer and creative woman. Yes, you are. You are. And see, that's what's great about those two things, too, is that you can be the your creative self on the dance floor. You can be your creative self in the way that you talk, in the way that you think, in the way that you solve problems. Creativity is everywhere. And it's beautiful because it's absolutely true. You are creating all the time. You're creating constantly. And so you might as well embrace that and say, hey, I am a creative creator. Sounds like redundancy, but it's not. Because you could be a uninspired creator. Yeah. And then you're creating blah. But being a creative but, creator. I mean, also when you're creating blah is also it is also still a form of art because someone else might resonate with it. Or, you know, as an artist, like, or anyone as an artist, like, you know, you kind of just, you kind of just spill out what you feel in the moment. And even if you yeah. feel it's blah or shitty, like someone else is going to be like, whoa, that's so cool. I've definitely had that too, where I've made pieces and I'm like, oh, I don't really like it. It's whatever. And then someone else is like raging over it and wants to buy it. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> are you sure about that? Right. That's um, awesome. But it's, it's, it's always just like we put like this inner judgment of like, I guess like who we are, who, what we're supposed to be or what something is supposed to turn out. But it's just that, that inner like acceptance is like, I just created something out of nothing and it's my vibration that I'm putting out into the world and it's going to start attracting people in a way. And when I put judgment into it, it's going to block that flow or block that energy flow and it's only going to diminish my own like self-worth and my own confidence and then i'm yeah. not going to understand who i am that like distortion or that confusion is just going to come out but when you say these things like i am a creator i am a dancer like that's just you owning who you are in this form or in this <clears throat> current form obviously we all know that we're everything but if you want to like talk to a another human well, someone might think that you're like psycho and crazy but if you tell them like oh i'm an energy artist they're like oh let me know more tell me yeah. more versus like oh i am everything and they're gonna be like who is this like hippie or who is yeah this crazy person, person. yeah and yeah. it's like it's like yeah but let me put this into context that you will understand and even with this whole energy art stuff it's just like how do i even simplify it that i'm oh i'm actually just you know tuning into the energy and i'm creating something and someone might resonate with that be like oh yeah i understand that or like yeah i can feel that too so i think all of these i ams and these statement afters i think it's just like a way of simplifying the category of like who <clears throat> you can reach out to or who you can then inspire or what interest is gonna then tap into your frequency or your frequency of love to continue that like reciprocating factor of awakening someone because right. i always love watching people 
performing their passion because it then like vamps me up or it like energizes me to do what I love to do or helps me remember the truth within me when I see someone surfing and then then I'm like wow like I want to go create something now because I saw someone do something so impossible right yeah absolutely to be inspired so one of the things that I talk about some in one of my classes is the whole I am thing and Mm -hmm. One of the things about the way that we speak and in English, especially, uh, and all the Germanic languages, English is a Germanic language. um, We don't say that we have thirst or that we are experiencing the feeling of thirst. We say that we are thirst. I am thirsty. I am hungry. And it's kind of wacky because it's not like we are embodying the the experience of hunger, we're just (laughs) temporarily experiencing hunger. But it goes so far, you know, we say I am unemployed, which means that I am embodying unemployment. It has Mm -hmm. this feeling of permanence to it. Uh, And that's that's one one of the areas that our language kind of backfires on us. But if we were to say, I am a multidimensional being, I am a human, I am love, I am... Um, and then, but here's where we can use it to our advantage. I am creative. So now we are saying that we embody creativity, which is actually really powerful. So just being aware of how you use the, the language that you use, it really dictates how you think of yourself uh, and, and how you think of everything, the world and, and what's wrong and what's right and all that jazz. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it was this week where I finally, like, I'm stepping up, like, oh, I'm an energy artist. Like, this is what I do. It's not just art that I create. And it's definitely empowered me of, like, my confidence with my work. It's like, yeah, like, this is me. Like, there's no way of, like, turning it around or, like, going around it. It's like, this is what I create. And, like, I feel like sometimes I step away from it because it's just like, oh, like, people aren't going to understand it. But I understand it. And this is this is me and I feel like that's all all I need is to to get me to keep going because it's like I'm I always feel like you know as like growing up like in Chicago like you know you go to school and everybody's always telling you like oh you need to go get a degree have kids blah 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 get married and I'm just like no I don't want to to like this doesn't feel right for me and it's like just standing that ground of like well what is it that you want or what is it that you are it's like you're really just learning to become yourself or to become that oneness and it might steer you off into different paths or these different I am's like I used to be a dancer I used to associate myself like oh I'm a dancer or I'm a volleyball player or you know I'm a surfer and then now it's like I'm a painter And who knows what I'm going to be like in two years. But right now I'm a painter and I'm embodying this form to create something that will then help me become even more aware of my oneness or become more aware of of the next thing or the next chapter in my life. But it's just raising that vibration in the moment of being this I am thing. Right. Yep. It's perfect. It's perfectly said, you know, and Carrie's right too. She, I am loving, I am caring, I am um, happy. And instead of saying, I'm pursuing happiness because it can't be pursued. You just, Mm -hmm. you, you 
decide whether you're happy or not, essentially. Um, happiness is a skill. It's not something to be pursued. So to be able to say, I am happy, I am the embodiment of happiness is extremely powerful. Hello, Jewel. Wow, this is cool. I haven't seen her in a long time. We were both in uh, one of the Lightworker training programs pretty much at the same time. We've had a, a number of great folks stopping by, like Valentina is in my program right now. She's in uh, one of the negative entity attachment programs, as well as Mandy. So it's really cool to have uh, all, all these folks here visiting. And Jewel, what we're talking about, and I'd love to hear yours too, is who are you? Tell us who you are. What what is it that you are and how do you know what you are? Share that with us. <clears throat> um, so yeah, so today, I don't know if this really has anything to do with this. It's I, I was reminded of it for some reason based on what you were saying just now, uh, Monica. I was working with a somebody in my one-on-one -on -one program and he's doing really well, really happy with his progress. He used to be very afraid of negative entities and now he's not... Uh, being afraid of them at all. And so much so that now he's starting to discover his spiritual gifts. And over the last week, he had an opportunity to heal three different people. Somebody had um, some sort of back pain. So he asked the universe, um, would I have permission to heal her back pain? And he got a yes. And so he did and she felt better. Then he had another person with a shoulder pain, same thing. He got a yes and he did it and they got better. Then on the third one, he asked and he got a no. Yeah. So he didn't, so he didn't do it. <clears throat> and what's interesting about that is that first of all, I, I like that he was asking because in that situation, he is getting permission, which is always a good thing to get, but he's also getting whether it's going to work or not, because mm. some people need to experience that pain and not be healed for some other reason. And so mm -hmm. he received that, okay, you're not supposed to heal this person because what will happen is um, even if he hadn't checked and he tried to heal her knees, it was her knees that was the pain, um, it wouldn't have worked because if she needs to experience that, then her higher self is going to interfere with any healing work that comes through so that she can continue to feel it. When mm -hmm. he got the no, he decided not to do it. And so then he was talking to me about it and I said, well, here's another way to look at it. If you hadn't checked and you tried to do it and it didn't work, you might start to doubt your ability. So that information coming through before you did it was very helpful for you because it didn't, yeah. it didn't interfere with your own confidence. So it's just another like really interesting thing. Yeah. That I, I wanted to share with everybody. And Jewel of course says, I am source. Absolutely, Jewel. That is what we are. We are the creator. But how do we know? What's the knowing? How? Where does that knowing come from? Where you just absolutely know? I want to hear what she has to say about that. I don't think we've ever talked about that. The knowing. Or maybe we have. Oh, yeah. I, I talk about the knowing. I've talked about it for sure. But but still, where, where do you get it from? Where's your knowing? It's just a feeling. It's a feeling that I get, and that's what I follow. It's like that really beautiful, like, I guess it's like a euphoric sensation within my body. It's like, oh, yeah, like, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's one of those type of feelings. And then sometimes I ignore it, and then sometimes, you know, 
like you said with the whole like saying no thing or like hearing no it's like maybe you're supposed to experience this sensation or this experience I mean, for me, with my first injury that I had with my ankle, I had it for three and a half years. No doctor could figure out what was wrong with it. And then I kind of just gave up after the first year and be like, okay, I'm going to try to figure this out on my own. And that's when I started to become more intuitive. I was really listening to my body to when it felt good and when when the pain started to become even more. And then eventually ayahuasca helped with it and took all of that pain out because I was finally ready to let go of that old self and step yeah, yeah, into yeah. this new body and start this new journey with my, with my, with a stronger intuition or with this new self per se, like remembering my, my oneness or my strength finally. But yeah, yeah. like I feel like even with the negative entity, like you're going to have it until it's ready to, to get out. Like, I guess that injury that I had is very relatable to having a negative entity with you because it's 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 a form of pain that is constantly with you and that you can't really control because it's physically there and a negative entity is basically like phys- physically around right you would call it physically or would you call it of of right I guess it's not physical it's more like a like a sensation but essentially it's kind of the same thing because you can't really see pain you can only feel pain and you can only feel a negative entity right right yes yes it, yeah it's not physical I mean yeah we like to use the word physical to to represent um also oh what's the word I want to use here it's uh, proximity. You know, when we feel it, we, we place it in a proximity. We say, oh, it's off of my right shoulder or it's over there in the corner of the room or it's, you know, we like that, but, but that's just a perception um, that we've, we've either received from the entity, the entity is trying to make us feel like it's in a space or, or we're even making it up on our own because there is no proximity required. The, the entity could be on Pluto and still affect us because there is no such thing as that physical space outside mm-hmm. of this 3D slash 5D experience. So it gets hard to, to use that, the, that type of terminology. But, but I always get a huge kick out of the people that say, okay, so what you want to do to keep entities out of your house is you want to put crystals in the, you know, outside the front stoop. And then you want to put salt on the windows and the door frame and things like that. I always think that's the funniest thing. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So entities can't go through the wall or they can't come down through the ceiling or up through the floor. Like what? Why do you think yeah. that putting, you know, they've got to go through the window. They're like flying around the house. Like, okay. Oh, there's a window. Okay. Let's go. in. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. Right. So, yeah. but, but, but we like to think of it in those terms because that's what we've grown up believing. So it's going to be a factor, but it doesn't, it doesn't really need to be. All we have to know is that our energy does not just, ju- is not just limited by our physical presence, but it mm-hmm. goes throughout the all of existence at all times. And that that also adds to that um, feeling of power. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so an entity is not really going to do anything to me because mm-hmm. I am the universe, mm. or and I so, am the entity, or and I am the entity. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for saying that. That's beautiful. Um, and then Jewel knows because she has the feeling of connection 
with all that is. That's great. It's hard for people who don't have that to understand what that means, though. That's always the challenge is to mm -hmm. how do we bridge that gap for someone who's new to all this, who doesn't know exactly what the all that is experience is, and they have to experience it for themselves. So I have to try to get them a little bit closer by just saying, okay, well, you knew something about something in your life that hadn't happened yet, but you knew it was going to like tap into that feeling. What does that feeling feel like? Oh, I know that um, I'm going to get picked last in the sporting event. You, you know, where everybody's lined up, right. And they're picking teams. You knew, you knew you were going to get picked last. Well, where did that knowing come from? How did that feel? Maybe eventually you get really good at the sport and then you go, well, I know I'm going to get picked first. Yeah. I know what that feels like. It's, it's all very similar to all those knowings, but you get to apply it to this infinite possibility that is the fact that you are connected with all that is because you are all that is. Mm -hmm. Then that whole being picked in a sports thing doesn't matter anymore. That, that was just a tiny little experience in this vast life that we have. Yeah. I also yeah. had that same, it was like that same concept of like any relationship that you're in. It's like, it's really just a tiny little, little moment in your whole vast form of consciousness. <clears throat> and it's like, that was a really beautiful moment in your part, but you also had many other beautiful moments and you're going to have even more beautiful moments. Um, yeah. And it's just all part of the whole, the whole thing. Yep. Absolutely. An onion man, he still wants to have his ayahuasca experience, and I still want him to, too. I think it would be great. We all know that. Yeah. I did mine in Costa Rica. I highly recommend that one. But everyone finds – I feel like you will find the one that you're meant to go to. But if you're yeah. looking for a recommendation, I did one in Costa Rica. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, we are, uh, can you believe we're already at 53 minutes? Yeah, that I remember really looking at the clock at like five or six. I was like, whoa, we still got a long way to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now all of a sudden, bang, it's it's pretty much over. And we do have to cut out a couple of minutes early today. So, yeah, see, Mandy also wants to, to do the ayahuasca experience. Uh, and, it, again, we know how transformational it can be. And so we, if, if you feel drawn to it, then you need to find a way. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't even drawn to it when I did it. It was just very all like sudden. My friend, my friend knew about my injury and he just said like, oh, I think ayahuasca could help you. And I was kind of like anti-ayahuasca just because I meditated for so long. And then I'm just like, okay, well, let's just be open to this and try this. And I found the retreat. They had like, two spots open and it was my 25th birthday and everything just aligned and you know it's gonna find you when when you need it and or when you least expect it i should say yeah well carrie uh i'm sorry to hear that you've had that with you for so long um i don't know if we've already chatted about this but you can definitely set up a call and we can talk about ways that you can get rid of it for good forever um i'll i'll send you the link to that right there I would love to have a chat. Let's take care of it. 
No reason to continue for another 20 years with negative energy. Bye-bye. Say bye-bye to that. I know I can overcome it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you know that you are going to be able to? Then you will. The manifesting meow is love. I agree. I am I sure like that, that that I is like true. That <laughs> yeah. I like the, uh, the icon. The icon's really cool. <laughs> I like how cartoons have like cats with like really long necks, but then they don't really have long necks in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Well, this was amazing. A very interesting and entertaining 56 minutes. <laughs> Thanks to all of our participants and my co-host, Monica. Oh, and to my co-host, Zane. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, everyone. Well, we wish everybody a wonderful day, a wonderful week. Yep. Thank you for listening to us and laughing with us. I'm sure some of you had laughed because I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, at my expense. And I love you all unconditionally. And hopefully we'll see you next week. Hopefully we won't go for another two or three weeks without doing one of these. Uh, if we want it, it'll happen. Yes. I know right. it will happen again. <laughs> yes. Yes, it will. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye.